A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. I think the pandemic taught us something about not taking our favorite cuts of meat for granted at the grocery store. And maybe since then, you've been thinking about how the logistics of it all work. I'm Stephanie Huff for the Midwest Farm Report. And I'll be honest, while I have hauled cattle on a small scale, think one at a time to the sale barn maybe, I didn't know what went into livestock hauling at a larger scale and in all types of weather conditions. But this is all second nature to Rick Reese, who has been hauling livestock since he was in high school. He's been in the business for about 50 years. And today he's with JBS Livestock Haulers and takes some time to explain what it takes to haul livestock. He starts with where cattle are moving and why we transport cattle via truck. They're coming off the farm, going to a marketplace usually, and then going to a processing place where they get made into food grade. A lot of times we'll go right, sometimes we'll go right straight to a farm and pick up a whole load or a partial load or whatever, but the majority of them come, go to a sales facility, let's say the Milwaukee Stockyards or Equity Sale Barns, they're throughout Wisconsin, Iowa, they're all over the country, whatever, and then they get, you know, bought by the producer and taken to their processing plant. There used to be back in the 50s, 60s, uh, before my time, rails used to be quite popular. But then that's just moving them more. You got to move them to the rail, then the rail moves them. Then you got to move them from the rail to the processing plant again. For now, you just come straight off the farm or the sales facility and go straight to the processing plant, and it's just less handling. The less you handle livestock, the less they get bruised and damaged and likely of being injured. Well, I know that hauling cattle is not a seasonal job. It happens year-round. But are there ever busier times of the year? Yes, fall. Because... In the summertime, farmers tend to pasture their cattle. So if you have an animal that's not producing well or not feeling real good, kind of sore or whatever, you can put them on pasture and they can ride out the summer and possibly get or probably get better. If they don't, then they call the herd when they got to come in for the winter when it's cold outside because you can't leave a sick or injured animal out in the yard. So they get rid of them in the fall. So basically, typically, fall is always by far the busiest time of year. And then if you get out west or down south, they call range cattle, where they put them out on the range. When they bring them back in the wintertime, instead of feeding them, they got them fattened up from eating grass all summer, then they go to market because that's their most value. You're also always on a deadline. Can you help me understand, though, why those, those deadlines are so important to get cattle where they need to be on time? Well, because they get processed as early as they can after being purchased or, or sent to market. So they want them in there as quick as they can, um, even if there was a little bit of bumping and bruising in the loading or unloading process. It basically gets them um, processed before the bruises show up. And the longer they stand around, especially if a cattle's not feeling good or a little lame, the more likelihood of it going down and not making it to the processing plant. Once they're immobilized, it cannot be used anymore. Once they can't walk on their own, they are discarded as, you know, waste. Just like with traveling of any kind, whether you're hauling livestock or whether you're trying to go somewhere warm on vacation, weather can be a big issue. I want to ask you more about especially winter storms that come through, whether it's a blizzard or an ice storm. How do you protect that live cargo and how do you plan ahead for these types of events? 
Well, first off, it's going to be bad. You don't load them. You leave them where they're at because they're, they're in a barn or a facility like that. They are out of the weather. Once they get into the trailer, the trailers, the company I work for mandates um, trailer closures. The trailers are open to the air for ventilation, especially in the hot summer months. But in the wintertime, it's got to be closed up at least 50% to keep the cold air out and their body temperature warms up the inside the trailer because there's less air flowing to it. It actually keeps the manure from freezing in the trailer. It's quite warm. It's, you know, 20, 30 degrees in there. If it's zero outside, it's still warm in there. Um, then that's a mandate of JBS. I don't, most, I would say the majority of the companies or processing plants require the trailers to be closed up to keep the cold air out and to keep the cattle, the livestock warmer. But if you get caught in a storm, you got really not much of a choice if you can't make it somewhere to offload them. They got sitting there and stay in the trailer till you get done, till the storm clears. But as soon as it clears, you get yourself going as quick as you can. If you've been out there too long, you got to offload and water them and walk them or whatever before you can continue on with your journey. So in some cases, you do have to do some animal husbandry on the road. USDA mandate, you can only have trailers in transport for so long and they have to be offloaded. The criteria varies for the type of cattle, I believe, and the distance you're going. But, you know, as to say as, as an example, if they can only be on a truck for 18 hours, if you're stuck with 18 hours on the truck, you have to, you are required to take them off, water them, let them walk, and then load them back up and continue your trip. Where do you go to even do that? Because some of these animals, they may not be used to handling. They're not, you know, they're not show right. cows. So. You basically, if you got to do that, you could find a sales facility in the area, you know, if you load all of, let's say, Nebraska is coming to Wisconsin, you get caught in a bad storm, there's dozens of sale facilities. You know, they might be out of road or whatever, but that usually wouldn't have a problem doing something like that. Pre-arrange it or whatever to go in there, offload, just turn around and load them back on a little while later after the cattle have been rested and watered. You're on the road and you're passing people of all backgrounds who may not understand cattle movement. If I was a kid in a minivan, you know, and I asked my mom, do the cattle, they're, they're always standing. Do they ever need to sit down in the trailer? You don't want them to lay down because that's how you get your damage to the meats or whatever. And then once they're down, I mean, they're in there, you know, they're not tight in there. Don't get me wrong. They can walk around. But once they're down, then it can sometimes be a struggle from this get back up of another cattle standing over it. Ideal is once you're loaded, you don't ever want to have one lay down on you because that's when things get worse. If you're sitting still and one lays down, that's fine because there's not the bouncing around because the cattle move the whole time even while you're driving on the road. They move around in there. If you're standing still, they have a better chance of standing still, not moving around, turning around, look at what's going on outside the trailer because they can see out just as well as we can see in them. So they like to move around. You can feel them move around back there as you're driving. So how do you prevent an animal from sitting during transport? You just basically, once you're moving, they usually, they normally will stay up. And as a rule, they will stay up. You stop, I mean, every four or five hours, whatever, get out, stretch your legs, use the restroom, whatnot. Um, look in there. If you're hauling good quality animals, strong animals, it's never an issue. It's very seldom ever an issue, I should say. And if you got some slower cows, some not peeling cows, they might lay down. But then again, them don't get loaded as tight anyways. You've got more room in there, so they do lay down. Your ideal is to get them back up, though. That's the best case scenario to have them standing. Hey, I want to follow up. You said animals are always moving around <laughs> in the back yeah. of the trailer. So how does that impact 
how you drive? Do things get pretty rowdy? or At times it can. Once you move down the highway, the highway speed is usually not too bad. Acceleration and deceleration is the worst. You have to drive the truck like you've got an egg underneath your foot. Real slow, steady acceleration, real slow, steady braking, and curves cannot be fast or, you know, you can't dive into a curve and expect them to come out because once that trailer moves, they lose their footing. So they start screwing around, trying to get their footing around and moving around in there, and they'll, you know, bounce around back there, and you just got to drive real, like I say, you got like you got an egg underneath your foot. How often do you have to clean that trailer to prevent not just equipment, faulty equipment, but even right. like disease? We get the trailers washed out. We basically haul into our own plants from basically we're in just the Midwest. Uh, JBS drivers are. We have cattle come all from all over the country into Green Bay. But we basically, we clean out at the end of every shift. Every every day, We our trailers are cleaned out. And um, in the wintertime, we put we put stuff in the on the floors that helps the manure to keep from freezing when it's excessively cold out there. Uh, first of all, the trails are closed up, so they're warm in there. But the, sometimes the floors will freeze because that's aluminum and it contracts the cold from the outside. So we put stuff down on the floor to keep the floor the manure from freezing. So we clean out at the end of every day, and then let's say every periodically, every four to six weeks, we take them down, and have them washed out, and get all the excess manure out of them and start over the clean trailer. We talked yep. about cold weather, but what about yep. high temperatures? If it's very high, they try to lower them at night or evening so they can travel during the night. And But if it's during the day you have to load, which a lot of times, you know, more times than not, you have to load during the day, you just keep them moving. Air flows through a trailer, it keeps them moving. Like you driving down the road with your car windows open. You wow. just got to keep moving. And don't try not to, if you see if no traffic delays, try to avoid them and just keep them moving. How is the driver situation? Very limited. We're always looking for drivers. We are actually short three drivers right now because you can find truck drivers, but you can't find truck drivers that can haul livestock. It's a hard thing to do. And then, oh, another thing is that um, when you're looking at loading and unloading your own loads or whatever, you got to be able to recognize the cattle that are oh, wild, cool. mean, crazy. You got to be able to look at them and identify them, be it their ears are up or their heads are up or they're looking at you snorting. First of all, you never trust a bull, no matter what. Beef cows are the worst, and you just, like I say, you have to know how to recognize them, otherwise you will get yourself in trouble. And there you have it, probably everything you wanted to know about livestock hauling from JBS hauler Rick Reese, making us a little smarter about one of the steps to get meat safely to your table. Reese has been in the business for about 50 years. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.